Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everybody, to another Wednesday night with the Magic Mac crew, where the magic is all about the fact that we actually got a show to play tonight. Let me tell you. <laughs> that is the true magic that it feels like and that is such a lively like that is a festive like disclaimer i'm amazed like it's <laughs> it's whimsical and i feel like i'm in a toy shop yeah i like that's why i've been playing it it just sounds very holiday it appropriate does. I, I, like there should be like a you know like a, a tricycle like going down an island i <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like. I feel like there should be like candy, peppermint candy on the shelves and stuff, like you know, it's like Candyland kind of a thing. It's mm-hmm. fun. Uh, and believe me, I worked I worked at Toys R Us for a holiday season. That's a nightmare. Christmas oh at Toys God. R Us. I can that only was... imagine. <laughs> so, but back to the subject at hand. We're talking Magic Mac, and the other voice you heard was my esteemed co-host here, Jason Castingway. Thank you, my friend. You're welcome. Great to be here. Right, I'm telling you, it's, a, it's one of the funnest nights of my one of the funnest nights of my of my Fortnite. Yeah, not, and not the game. <laughs> uh, and with us today, taking care of hands and hosting and just slapping you guys around when you need to be woken up for that is is Miss uh, Debbie Hazelton. Thank you. <laughs> Where's Katie? She will be here shortly. She is she is taking care of ACB business, right. and uh, and you know the many things that she does for ACB. She is doing one of those many things, uh, and she thought she was hoping it would be done in time for her to join. But she said she'll be in when she's when she is finished. So, um, and then she's hoping that that they won't they won't uh, call her in for the next one. So we'll be back, um, but she'll be in that. So tonight we're going to talk about a couple of different topics. Um, I am a regular follower and peruser of, of, um, of the Applevis blog. So we're going to, I noticed something that popped up today regarding the Firefox browsers are finally, um, are, are finally going to be a voiceover supported after being broke for about 12 different versions of it or something like that. Um, so we're going to talk about browser choices here in a minute. But one of the things uh, I want to talk about is an application. And Jason and Katie have mentioned it several times. Um, I don't, I've never used it in the capacity of a Mac, but that is the terminal program mm-hmm. and the terminal application. Um, so for probably a better explanation than I could give, because I'll probably use way too many analogies to windows which uh, he's mentioned windows on this program um uh, i'm going to turn that over to you jason okay well uh we're going to jump right in and get our hands dirty with terminal uh not really but uh you certainly can do that in the terminal app the terminal app lives in your utilities folder and uh i use it often enough that i actually have a shortcut uh that I programmed in voiceover so that when I hit option P for prompt, because I kind of think of it as a, a place where you get a prompt and, and you type commands. And it is. Actually, that's what that is. And uh, you load this this application, you get a prompt, and it looks, it looks kind of funny if you're not used to seeing that. But if you're used to things like, remember DOS version 5.0? 
Uh, right. That, that's where I started anyway. Uh, command had line C- editors. Yeah, exactly. C yeah, colon, C colon backslash. backslash greater than. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Those were the star, days, right? Star.txt to bring yeah. up every file in your slash dir. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, so, so yeah, and that's exactly what I thought this was. And that's how I, that's how I picture it in my head is it's, it's the old command line editors. It's like DOS that. Shell. Yeah, it's like that, but it's way cooler than DOS because it can do many things at once if you so desire. And you can even, I mean, you can customize so much of the experience. You can choose uh, the prompt itself, which I know you could do with DOS. Uh, but you can also choose the shell, which is the environment that your your prompt your terminal is running in. You can change the shell. There's the bash or born again shell. There is sh, which was the original shell, if I remember correctly. And there's zsh and csh and all these other kinds of shells. And I'm just letting you know about them. It's not that I use every one. I pretty much stick with what the Mac gives me because I'm not so caring about that. I just want to be able to type my commands. The reason I have come to enjoy it so much is because Before I got my Mac in 2007, I was using Linux primarily. And Linux is a variant of Unix, but it runs on PCs and lots of other hardware. Uh, it's, It's pretty versatile and adaptable, and people have collaborated so much on it that there is so much you can do, so many ways you can run it, um... Back in the day, I felt like I was really cool because I think this was like 97 or so, 96 or 7. I installed Linux on my, at that time, Windows machine. And I could turn it on and choose where I wanted to boot. I could boot in either Windows or Linux. And I just thought, wow, I'm, I'm cool. But eventually, I was running, uh, I don't know, I, I got um, interested in the Mac. I'm trying to remember how it started, but I knew that there was something called voiceover and that speech was built into the operating system and I heard it was better. You know, at the time, Narrator was pretty lacking in its feature set. I mean, you could use it to maybe get the bare bones operations done, but, you know, once you did that, you'd say, oh, good, now I can load, you know, my other screen reader. On the Mac, apparently they were, well, they were doing a great job and, I learned at one point that the Mac is, you know, a graphic user interface, but it's running on top of Linux. So I thought, wow, do I get the best of both worlds when I get a Mac? And sure enough, I got the Mac. I learned how it worked on the graphics side first, and then I I learned about Terminal, and sure enough, it was the prompt that that I knew and loved from my Linux days. And I'd say the most that I use it for is sometimes you can manipulate files, you can rename files, you can just do certain things faster by typing quick commands than you can by, you know, command tabbing to a window, selecting the files, oh gee, what if they're in different locations, um, okay, copy here, copy there, paste here, paste there. Sometimes I just found using the prompt, the terminal, and manipulating by typing commands faster. And 
to this day, that is, I mean, there are operations. If I just want to select a bunch of files and they're all in one place, yeah, I'll do it and I'll do it in the finder. But if I have some quick things I want to do and I just know that I can handle it quicker in the terminal, um, you can rename um, batches of files uh, pretty interestingly. You can also do some search and replace on many, many files all at once. So say you had a bunch of, I don't know, text files that had references to your old Mac, which you called um, Summertime. What'd you say? Tyson's old Mac. Tyson's old Mac. There we go. And you said, I want to change, you know, I have all these files here and I don't want to have to go edit each one by hand and change all those references by hand. So on the terminal... You can use a command, and it's incredibly robust, and I don't even understand like a quarter of what it does, but I know how to do this one thing where you can say, change all references from Tyson's old Mac to Tyson's souped-up brand-new spanking, or brand spanking new Mac, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> and you can say, you know, make these changes on star.txt, and it will just run right through. I mean, it's, it's like a split second, and... Uh, recently I had to use this and it just saved me so much time. Uh, just really interesting things that have come out of people uh, programming, learning about things they'd like, building those things in. And I mean, it's very geeky. There's no doubt about it. The terminal is a geeky, interesting place. And it's kind of like DOS on steroids because you can you can use the up arrow key and find commands you previously typed if you need to repeat something. You can um, take information from a file and send it to the part of the command that needs to process that information uh, and chain things together so that you have several commands working together to produce a single awesome result. I feel like I'm probably getting ahead of myself or at least very geeked out and I should probably keep things a little more simple. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this because you, you you've kind of hit a couple of things that I've that I've been reading about it um, because I'll tell you when you start when when people start talking about command lines and they start prompts and stuff like that it gets a little spooky if you're used to you know the the a voiceover type of thing where you're moving between the the icons and just and hitting enter or spacebar and and those kind of things to activate um, to activate icons and files, as opposed to having to actually type words and then and then um, you know return to make that enter you know command happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is is how you seem to be using kind of a, a very like a plain language type of format as opposed to when I was with dot you you know you had the you know C colon backslash you know Dell and you're like you know <laughs> delete. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, to, you had to kind of know this shorthand code for everything. Mm-hmm. Is that is that more is that what that's gone to, or is, or has um, or has it is, is it more of a plain language like you were saying, like rename Tyson's old Mac to this, where you that's what you literally type out. Well, um, I was explaining it in some nice plain language, but it's not always like that, and it's kind of like DOS, where you have, for example, um, RM for remove is the command to delete files so you would say rm space file name um and then the and then the dot file extension yes and the file extension um 
for copying a file, it's CP. So you'd say CP space, your file name space, and then like another location. Mm-hmm. And in in the Linux and Mac world, and you may have seen this on your Mac before, files aren't referred to, you know, files and folders don't use backslashes, they use slash. So for example, every Mac user has a home folder and it's usually, uh, I think it's um, slash users. Oh my God, why am I not remembering this? Hold on, let me get my finder real quick. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so used to it, I don't even think about it. Uh, let's see. Right. So I am, I went to my home folder. Yes, so, so slash users slash and then your username and you'll notice this uh in the terminal that is the only way you can refer to files you have to be case specific can't even talk you have to be case specific and you need to um make sure that if your files have spaces in them you see, I mean, these some of these things you never have to worry about in the GUI side of things. But if your files have spaces in them, you have to make sure those spaces get interpreted properly. Because normally, if you hit a space bar, it's like, oh, okay, you're moving to the, uh, the next argument in a command. You're not still specifying this one file. So there are a number of ways you can do that. You can put quotes around your file name, or you can escape each of the space characters, which sounds bizarre, and that requires putting a backslash in front of them. So if I had a file called um, Jason's Music, I would have to type, you know, capital J-A-S-O-N apostrophe S, and I would have to escape that apostrophe with the backslash as well. So capital J-A-S-O-N backslash apostrophe S backslash space backslash music. Or I'm sorry, not backslash, just capital music. Now, I'm I'm probably you're probably like, why would anyone ever want to use a terminal? Be, because I don't want to have to type like that. But the terminal has all sorts of ways of saving you from typing, and one of those ways is by using tab completion. So a lot of times I end up using tab completion. You type part of a file name, and I know there are no other matches except for that one. So, boom, I hit the tab, the rest of the name pops in there. It is very cool that way. Um, so you can copy, you can list your files with the ls command, and that will list the files in the current folder. Um, if you want to change folder, that is very similar to DOS. It's the cd command, so cd space and then a folder name, or you know, if you're uh, needing to refer to a folder from the beginning of the folder tree, like you might, if you're already in your home folder and you know you're going to the music subfolder, you just type CD space music. But if you're going to um, another system folder, sometimes you have to start with the slash because it's outside of your home folder and you have to tell it, hey, I'm starting a, a not a relative path. I'm giving an absolute path. Yeah. And I think um, uh, I'm trying to think of some example that just works out really well for me each time but i think most of the terminal just appeals to my inner geek and i just feel sometimes i can move faster in there than i can on the graphic side that's that's kind of why i wanted to, to touch on this tonight um was just because of the fact that i know you you use it you love it we've it, it's come up several times in there and i know i don't fully understand it to that extent um because again i'm i'm an old dos user 
um, back in my visual days. Uh, and once, you know, I, I was from back in windows 3.1. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, so I just wanted to get a feel for how that was and, and to give people listening tonight, um, that maybe, you know, DOS users and stuff like that, the, the kind of the prompt to, to go like, Hey, maybe this is, maybe it's something to kind of look into using, especially, mm -hmm. especially given some of the things you've talked about with the, with the tab completion and, and that. Mm -hmm. and, and just like with DOS, you had those batch files, those, you know, auto exec.bat and just all these other little things. And I mean, in DOS, you could create a batch file that would run a whole bunch of things. You can do that in the terminal as well, but they're called shell scripts. And you just create a file. You start it with a couple of things that indicate that, yes, this is a script file. And then you can type all your commands, uh, save it make it executable and run it. And sure enough, all your commands get executed. You can accomplish a whole bunch of stuff all at once. And um, so there's that you can do. And then there's there are all sorts of things that run off the shell. If you're a programmer, um, you can do Python, which I think is still considered a, a, like a scripting language. Um, you can Python plus plus now. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You can do that. You can write in any programming language and use the compiler to compile right from the shell, and then you'll have your program built. I mean, there's just it's it's endless, really, because I feel like it's kind of like DOS on steroids, and you can multitask. There are all sorts of ways you can multitask. Have a several different things running at once. Um, I know you can. Um, I think there's an app. I think it's still around. It's called Screen, and it would allow you to have many, many screens open on your terminal. But these days, you don't have to do that because the Mac terminal has a way of doing multiple tabs and all sorts of cool stuff. You don't have to, you know. There, there were days when you were dialing up into an internet service, and all you get is a prompt, and you didn't have multiple tabs and things like that. And that's where Screen which made it feel like you had multiple tabs. That's where that came in very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think uh, some other things that I do. But, um, gosh, there's even a... I'm trying to remember. I think it's called Homebrew. You can install Homebrew under the terminal, and it allows you to install all sorts of Linux applications. For example, some of you who have dealt with the terminal or with other command line interfaces in a, in a Linux or Unix environment may remember Pine, the email program, uh, or Mutt even. I, I really liked Mutt for a while. That was my email client for a while. Um, oh, there's a, there's a web browser, all sorts of other things. And Homebrew, you can install on your Mac, and it allows you to install all these little command line programs. It's very cool. I mean... Yeah, there was something I was, there was an article I was reading that talked about homebrew, um, using it to to launch a couple different things. They were somebody was, ah, I wish I could remember what it was now. Yeah, there's even um, I, I installed something uh, maybe a year and a half ago that I installed it on the command line using homebrew, but there was a keyboard script. If any of you have the Mac app called um, Keyboard Maestro. Um, it will allow you to turn your keyboard and most anything connected to your computer into a trigger that will uh, send a whole bunch of things happening. And so to try to sum this up, there was somebody created a keyboard micro 
Maestro script that would run some utilities that you had previously installed under the prompt, under the terminal, and it would perform OCR on an image. And it was very, very cool uh, because I know voiceover, I, I think voiceover is starting to handle that a lot more. So there may not be as much need for that. But in the day when this first came out, I was like, wow, I got to install this. And it was, it was cool. You could get it. You could take a screenshot and boom, it would read it to you. It was like, whoa. Yeah, I know that's a, that's a topic I want to tackle on on a future show is OCR with Mac. Ah. Um, I, I remember what it was. I was I was reading into um, installing WordPress on a Mac. Oh, yep. Because the Mac has the um, I think it still has a web server uh, built into it, or at least it used to. Mm-hmm. And you could, I mean, you could run a web server right off of your Mac. And, right. And do I mean with the terminal and with Homebrew, you can install all sorts of of things that will run and allow remote connections um, if, if you're wanting that. It's, it's amazing. It's an, it's a totally, it's like um, uh, um, stepping into the rabbit hole. I mean, it just, there are all sorts of things to see and they'll go over your head and you can still turn <laughs> back and look around and it's just incredible. <laughs> right. Well, I, I, it's, it's definitely kind of got me intrigued like I said, with you guys talking about it, and that's why I wanted to touch on it tonight. Cool. So, so yeah. So I'm, I'm think I'm going to, well, probably not in the next week or so, but definitely going to start getting in there and maybe touching on it when I have some free hours to my, to mm-hmm. myself. And um, if any but, of you, um, I'm thinking, if some of you have jobs where you have to remote log into a terminal, you can do that from the Mac terminal as well. Um, there's an SSH utility built right in there and uh, kind of like putty uh, on Windows um, but it's built right in and, and you can connect and I'm sure with homebrew you can install any other number of utilities if you have specific needs so that's probably enough geekdom for now but right <laughs> it's a great place to be I, I love it <laughs> it is yeah it, it is and that's that's what I was getting from people again reading more about it and listening to you guys so, all right. So that's our first. That's our first kind of uh, application from you know in in native to the Mac. So the second topic I wanted to kind of get in. And this is more of a. We're going to turn this into also more of our user part of the program. Is let's talk about browsers. Um, they help you go shopping. They do, and that's <laughs> and that's a bad thing sometimes. Oh my goodness! These days, yes, mm-hmm. um, holidays are here, and so are the deals. Right. And, uh, um, and there are a number of browsers that are available for the Mac platform. We are not just limited to Safari. Um, uh, I know that there's a, a, you know, a bunch that are available, and iOS now just made it where you can actually take out Safari as like your default browser. You can put in Edge or Chrome or I don't, I don't know if Brave's available for, for those yet. I don't, I don't, is Brave available for, for a Mac platform? I, I use that on the Windows side. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's interesting. And I was just looking now. I want to see if I can get Edge in the Mac App Store. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking I wouldn't be surprised because it's kind of that, you know, Chrome-based. It, it's a yeah, Chromium-based uh, browser. Mm-hmm. So uh, so the ones that I personally have installed here um, is, I mean, obviously, we all it all comes with Safari, so you can't escape Safari. It's there. It's built into your dock. It's like the fourth app on your dock. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
and I used to think it was this completely alien program until I started to realize how much, if I started to think about it as a Chromium-based browser, how much, and just and just remapping my my internal head keyboard to what's on my fingers, like, you know, uh, Control L to open up the address bar instead of Command L. You know, probably there's a few that there's a few that don't translate very well, like like on Windows, uh, you know, Chromium is all left arrow to go back in a browser window as opposed as opposed to what is it like command left left bracket, <laughs> left brace. Mm, yes. You know, so you got you gotta get your fingers to work a little differently. And I might remap that one of these one of these decades um to make it look more like that. So I'm universal when I'm sprinting between different things. Um but uh, I know I have Chrome. Like I said, I have, I have Safari, I have Chrome, and I do have Edge. But I haven't played much with the Edge. Um, the one that the one that intrigued me again was Firefox, because they kind of made a, a big deal. The developer did over the fact that that uh, Firefox eighty five is now uh, with their beta release. It is now voice over supported. Wow, which. Yeah, which they said. We've been waiting for that. Exactly. I mean, I've just been sitting on my hands, just like, why can't I get into this browser? Mm -hmm. Uh, Considering on Windows, I completely gave up on it about a year and a half ago. Yeah, Um, I kind of did too. I, I, I just felt like Chrome was faster and zippier, and I, I, it very it very disenfranchised me or disenchanted me rather when they broke it and they just. We're like, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll fix, we'll fix it when we decide to fix it, kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And I'm like, wow, that's just that's such a nonchalant kind of an attitude. Um, so, and that's when I went on to to other to other browsers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think right on, on so on the Mac right now, my preferred browser is Safari. Uh, I yeah, think it tends too. to work. It tends to work really well. Um, but I want to stress the importance of keeping a backup browser. Um, it is it is a it is a good idea to always have a backup because again, you never know when some update is, that's going to fix one problem is going to break another. Uh, if any of you guys are 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 um, or have been in the past been auto mechanics, which I used to be a shade tree mechanic for years. And I'll tell you, you fix one problem on a car and it opens up four more. Mm. And it's just, you know, you, you fix the timing and all of a sudden you realize, you know, that just, that threw off something else. <laughs> You're like, oh no. Mm. So, so it's a constant chase down. And that's, that sometimes is what it feels like when they do these, uh, you know, when they release, they, they, you know, everything was working great. So that means we got to change it. Yeah. And, and they'll, they'll, they'll say, okay, we're going to do this. And, and you, there's all these bugs in it. And it's always inevitable that it's going to be Braille displays that are broken. <laughs> it, it just <laughs> seems to work out that way. But, and they'll fix a Braille display and it'll break something else uh, because the codes, they, they're interact. It's like, you know, it's, it's like DNA and you start messing with DNA and you know, that, that leads to, to bad things when you start, mm-hmm. when you start messing with DNA. So, um, so like I said, I, I keep, um, I keep Chrome. Google Chrome is my backup browser. And I do that again, because there are times when things display a little bit better, but this new Safari though, I have not found a reason to want to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very stable. It's very secure. Um, 
it seems to be I, I like the fact that they that you can make it it's it's I, I find it to be more customizable now mm, yeah um like you said stable reliable I, it was doing some funny things in catalina i felt like especially towards that last release or two mm-hmm. and then and that, i'm like that okay 10 point, that 10.12 release has started getting wonky Yes. And I'm thinking, uh, what's going to happen here in Big Sur? And boom, it just seemed like, oh, good, we're back to smooth sailing again. Uh, I haven't found many problems with it, but I just heard from someone else who was saying it was acting wonky for her. And uh, I need to f- figure out what exactly what was going on, but um, had, had, hmm, yeah, I don't remember. Hmm. Okay. Do you, what, do you have a backup browser? Um, I have Google Chrome as well, and I use it I, uh, only when I can't get something to work right in Safari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think that's that's kind of the and and it it has its own funny little quirks. Like I feel like sometimes I can't always tab and shift tab through the links, but mm-hmm. as long as I get the focus in that area, I can do my heading navigation. It's like an HTML area, very much like. On Safari, you'll hear, you know, web area or HTML area, and you see everything you'd expect, the links, the the headings, and all that. But mm-hmm. I find some of the keyboard navigation with the tab and shift tab, or, or sometimes I'll do option tab to jump to form fields in Safari, and that doesn't seem to work in Chrome, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I like... Ex- I, have, I have not explored it since Big Sur dropped. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I haven't explored it so much there, too. I was... I, I was thinking of Safari and and how it behaves, but um, but with Google Chrome, I find I don't always know when it gets updated. It just seems to do its own little magic updating quietly, and I I feel a little bit weird about that. But um, maybe there's something I don't know that would uh, actually prompt me and let me know that it's being updated. But it's, it just seems to do its own little quiet thing. Um, and I, I like that it's cross-platform. I like that I can sync my bookmarks and all that stuff um, across. Uh, that having been said, on Windows, I'm actually using Edge these days because I wanted to see what it was like, and I like it pretty much. Um, but it syncs with Microsoft's um, bookmarks and things like that, not Google's. So even yeah, though it runs, yeah, yeah, on Windows, I'm using um, Brave as my primary and Edge as my backup. Ah. I was using Edge for. I was using Edge for. I decided to jump in. Back at the last big update, so I want to say probably probably like March. Okay. I say you know what, and it's a matter of fact when when Internet Explorer just completely wouldn't work anymore. Oh. And I said, it just it said nope, we're just nothing's going to work on it. So I said, all right, I got to move, I got to change browsers. What am I going to do? So I tried Chrome and I said let's let's do Edge and see how it works. And it worked really well. Imported things really well. The bookmarks, I I had a conversation with um, with the head of Microsoft and I, I I put in my, you know, she's like, is there anything you'd like to see? And I said, yes, I want Alt-A back. <laughs> I want my favorites list back the way it works. Oh, yeah. I miss, I miss just, miss just Alt-A and just, and then first letter navigating to what I want. Mm-hmm. She said she'd consider it, but well, you know, she hasn't yet. I haven't, I haven't seen the change yet. So, um, and I think that's probably the, I think that's the, the bookmarks is, is probably my biggest complaint about it is it takes so much to get into bookmarks or or it feels like it to me yeah it just yeah. needs to be a single keystroke and you have your list and you navigate to it and that should be the way it, that, mm-hmm. yeah i feel like 
even in Safari, it's it's not always quite how I want it. I I know I can bring it up with Command Y, and I think it's Command Y, or maybe that's history. Oh man! But I think in that whole screen that comes up, there's a a, a, a little list of tabs that allows you to go between history and bookmarks, and I I don't know. I just wish it was a little faster just, or different. I just, want a, I just want a single keystroke. Mm-hmm. Give me a That's single keystroke, single letter navigation. Boom, I'm there. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, Especially for the stuff that I visit very frequently. Let me and let me create, you know, subfolders. Yes. However, on Safari, you can create your favorites, and then you can navigate to those favorites. I think you get up to ten. With uh, I believe it's Control Command. One or zero through nine. Oh, and so let me just make sure I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I don't want you to lead me astray. Yes, we don't want that. So let me see. Oh no, okay. So it's command option. Yes, command option zero through nine. So like for example, I was going through a phase where I wanted Twitter readily accessible, and so I could hit command option one. Boom, I was on Twitter. Uh, nice. Facebook command option two. You know things like that. Okay. All right. Well, let's say we open it up to to all the people sitting here in Zoom with us. And uh, oh wow, yeah, it's already twenty five yeah, of. It is. It's 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 gone real quick. Um, so all right. So if you guys got some questions, I will turn it over to our hostess with the mostess to um, to check for those hands. So yeah, you know how to raise your action. Why, uh, Debbie? You're a little quiet. Yeah, you're. Am I quiet? Let's. You are. You're there you go. The I can tell you're access. getting close. Hey guys. Okay. Huh? Somebody is already talking. Let's see. Yeah, it's me, Terry Nord. Hey, I wanted to tell you that I've got Brave on my phone, on my iPhone. So I would guess they they would have a a Mac version as well, or you know that mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um. I'm using that. I'm not. I'm not sure that I. It makes the things. It makes things simpler. But I'm not sure that I like it completely. Um, and for a while, it was doing a really strange thing. When I would try to get into Zoom and hit a link, it would it would grab it and make a mess out of it. And I noticed it's not doing that, so they must have fixed that. But yeah, it's it works okay um, for the most part. I kind of hop between that and Safari, but that's on my phone. Okay, we have some raised All right. Uh Melanie. Melanie, how are Melanie you tonight? Brunson, hello. Are you? You're muted. I think I'm unmuted. There you are. Hey, hello. Hey, hello. I I am a new Mac user, so I've got a question because when I'm in Safari, I I can't. I can't, I, that's when I need to do something and I don't know how, like, you know, going to the next page of a website or is there, do you guys know if there's a place where I can find commands for how to do all the sorts of things that you do on a website that I know how to do in windows, but I don't yet know how to do in Safari. One of the things that I do is I explore the, uh, the drop-down menus, you know, the menu bar at the top. Um, like if you open, for example, if you open the history menu, you'll see back, command, shift, left bracket, uh, f- forward, command, shift, right bracket. Um, okay. 
open location command L. Actually, that's in the file menu, I think. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But if you explore all those, you'll hear the commands associated with each menu item, and that helps. But ah. uh, I'm trying but I- to think of some other places. Uh, Tyson, anything come to your mind? Those are really probably the the the, the biggest ones to me is, is just knowing how to move forward and back. Um, yep. The location, um, obviously, like I said, which is the address bar, go to location. Um, those are probably my my three like num. That, that's my top three to to use. Um, yeah. Command are- uh, Command T opens up a new tab, so that's okay. so if you want to do that, or um, or I think is it is it um, Voiceover Command Space Bar? I think is the same as using is is um, open the link in a new window open link in a new tab. Oh, yes. I think you get some options under there. And you can also do um, command return on a link to, to have it open in a new tab. Ah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Command, it's like command enter. Yeah, command yep. Return. And command shift enter tells it to open in a new tab and put your focus there. Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, okay. And, yeah, and if, that's, and that's yeah, the same as, same as alt... Um, as a control enter does. So it's, you know, if you think about that. Oh yeah. Okay. In case you're wanting, there is a book that national world press has about learning the Mac and right. um, I forgot her name. I think it's Jan, somebody or other, but it's, it's there and they keep updating it. So that's another. Oh, is that Janet Ingber? Yes. That sounds okay. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Another. Another resource I like. There's two. There's two other web web-based resources I like. Um, obviously, I touted it earlier. Is um, is Applevis? Uh, right, right before the first entry they have in their in their current in the current list of things, is a thing called um, uh, using my, or my first Mac or something like that. And it's it literally takes you to a, a set of um, tutorials yes. on how to yeah, use your I, Mac. I've been through a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, if you go through those, those are fantastic. Especially the stuff on the Finder. Um, those are that's an yeah, amazing really set of tutorials good. that guy I, does. I, I like those. Yeah, and the other one is obviously um, support.apple.com. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, you can search for uh, keyboard shortcuts or keyboard commands for Safari, and it'll give you them in in tables based upon categories, cool. like you know web page navigation and and uh, history commands and stuff like that, and it's all subdivided by tables. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Silly. I didn't think to go there. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes the source is the last place we think to go. I know. That's right. Well, and it's interesting too. Um, There's another thing that I, uh, it's V O H and then H again. And that lets you see a whole bunch of, yeah, I think if you've seen it, you'll probably remember it's like a whole bunch of different, uh, things that voiceover does and you arrow into them and can hear all the keyboard shortcuts for those things. Yep. Oh, cool. So that kind of helps. There's a web category, I think for all that. Okay. Excellent. Thank, well, thank you. Melanie. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl. Hello friends. Hey. Um, okay. A couple of things. When you open Safari on the Mac, because I know it's but it's done this now for since a couple updates. Does it automatically say if you're in your email and you click on a link? When I go into Safari, it automatically opens up into reader mode. And so sometimes I, if I want to see the links, I have to go up and change those settings. 
So mm. I was just wondering if maybe, you know, when so- somebody was talking about maybe having a couple little quirky things, I don't know if that happens, but like on the, on the, you might want to try it on your iPhone or on your iPad. That's what happens when I click on a link out of my mail, it'll go into Safari and upper, upper left corner, there's a, there's a t- tab. So if none of my, um, like if there's no place for me to click on in that, that reader mode, that's when I know it's on and I go up there and I just click out of it. Oh, and this is happening on your Mac or your phone, your iOS? Uh, no, that's why I don't know if it happens on the Mac. It oh, happens okay. on my iPhone and iPad. So I didn't know if it does. Uh, right. And the, okay. the other thing that I've noticed with Safari that I like, and I'm not saying it's a complaint because I like it. And, and then if I need to change out of it, I can go up and change out of it. But the other thing that they've added that I like is in the um, next to the um, address bar, if I'm downloading, say I'm downloading a photo from somewhere, because I use a lot of uh, like deposit photos. I use a lot of the, um, uh, you know, the, the, the copyrighted stuff that I can buy and stuff. So uh, when I download it uh, now, it's so easy. The window comes up, says, do you want to download? I download. And then there's this nice little icon up on the top bar where my downloads are. So I can mm-hmm. just click on it and then I can share it like into whatever file I want to. So that's what I've noticed in Safari too. That's been really great. Oh, so I don't so know. Does that all kind of work in the Mac too? It does. Yes. Okay. Cause and it seems like making it easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I haven't seen where the reader comes up automatically, but I, it's so easy to invoke it that I've never really given it much thought. Um, oh, okay. But the downloads thing is definitely there, and there's even a keyboard shortcut um, if you want to quickly jump to your downloads in Safari on the Mac. It's Command Option L. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I use the keystrokes a lot of times because I um, use um, external keyboard with my devices on both my phone and my my mm-hmm. iPad a lot of times. So a lot of those keystrokes will work with that also. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you Thanks. don't, and if you can, yeah. on the Mac on Safari, if you cannot remember that that shortcut key, the Command Option L, uh, it's in your toolbar. Okay. Um, so you know you you uh, uh, arrow over to the toolbar, interact okay. with that, and then uh, right arrow all the way over until you hear downloads, and then um, okay. Command sp- uh, VO space on that, and it'll open okay. up the and it'll open up all your downloads that you have going on, and you can okay. go through all the stuff that's that you've downloaded recently. Yeah, great. Because I keep I love learning learning from you guys. Because next computer I get will be a Mac, you know. And um, cool. and I love my Apple Orchard devices around the ha- here that I have. <laughs> right. Um, the other one that I wanted to mention because you mentioned Tyson about Firefox. What I like about Firefox is you can go into private mode again from on my devices. It's over in the left hand corner up at the top, but you can go into private mode. So then there's no tracking. Of what you're doing. Yes. And you can do okay, that. Just, I think you can do it on Safari. Safari, yeah, Safari oh, can you? Okay. For both okay. iOS and Mac. Yeah. Yeah. In oh, private okay. browsing. I didn't know that. See that? I learned something new. So. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. You're doing a fabulous job. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> and we have no more hands. Oh, Mary. Okay. There we go. Mary. Mary Ward. Well, we're, hi. Uh, hi, Mary. From Austin. Um, so are you saying that, that there's rumors that Firefox is working a little bit better on the Mac now? 
For one, I've noticed like on the Windows side, I know we're not here to talk about the other platform, but sometimes I use Firefox in Windows because sometimes the Chromium browsers like to hang up and not go to like parts of a website. And um, it happens on the websites that don't work in Chromium browsers, they just don't. And I don't know whether that happens that much in Safari or not, because I'm not that good at my Mac yet, but are you saying that it's working better now? Well, they, I've heard the, of people being sad about that. Yeah, the developer put up a blog in AppleVis stating that that um, Firefox 85, because they name them by their, their numbers, um, that Firefox 85 beta is voiceover supported. And they and they offer uh, a link to that website so you could download it onto your Mac and install it. Um, I have not done that. I have not tested it. I don't have plans on doing that. Um, but given that that was kind of a, a big announcement I took from from them, um, at least at least in my world, that's a, that's a that's a fairly decent announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, that a, that a browser that was previously deemed unaccessible is now making grand strides to do that. Um, that's why. That's why I thought it was worth mentioning tonight. Um, so that, you know, but yeah, I would if if you're so inclined and you and you like Firefox, um, then I would definitely download the beta version and try it. Uh, and then you can always give feedback to the developer to what you're experiencing. That's great. And, and on the Windows side, I like it when when the other ones don't want to read something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's there's definitely you know uh, on the Windows side, I've used that several times when. Uh, certain websites, the form fields were inaccessible. Yeah, it won't go to different parts of the form fields, and you can't tag yeah. to it. And so, yeah, you, it was. That's why it was. Oh, pardon me. It was always advisable to to keep a second or even a third browser on your on your desktop just for those situations. If it doesn't work on one, it works on another. Um, one of the jobs that I I held uh, several 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 years ago was. Um, for Cal State Northridge CSUN, I was the, um, in the Universal Design Department, I was the website uh, accessibility for voiceover and for JAWS. And so I had to test every browser with the Cal State Systems um, website. You know, so I'm, I'm listening to that same page like five different times and mm-hmm. judging what works and what doesn't work and how, why it's not working and where the code's wrong and, and that. And believe me, that was, that was a, a strenuous, as fun as that seems like it might be. <laughs> that sounds awful to me. Yeah. When you're sitting there, okay, well, now I got to go through Firefox. All right. Now I got to go through this on Internet Explorer. And, uh, you know, you just, you're, you're kind of like, all right, I'm kind of done. And then, and then not only that, but then you're doing with different, uh, with different screen readers with JAWS and with narrator and with dolphin and anything that could be used on, on a system you had to, that was my job. As, as fun as that sounds, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but thank you for that. Yeah, I would definitely try it out. We don't have any more hands raised at this moment. No hands. All right. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and Katie didn't make it. So I think we may, we may yeah. go ahead and just... Uh, we got a text little... from her. Um, you'll see there. Um, she's in the Braille buzz call, I believe. Oh, okay. And I wanted to be there too, but she said they're like, uh, I forget, like 80, almost 80 people in there. And they're having oh, yeah. a great old time. So I'd oh, like yeah. for us to stream that and I'd I'd like for us to definitely add that to the podcast because it's been very popular. Oh cool. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm about to talk to Paul about 
coming onto my onto my Wednesdays. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know this is a little Wednesday. off. I don't think he has a Mac. <laughs> oh right, but um, I know this is a little off topic in a way, but it has to do with Braille. Uh, the newest Apple Watch OS has Braille support. I saw that. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking Braille support on a watch. What do I do? I want to connect my Braille display to my watch. Hmm, maybe not something I would have thought to do. That's pretty and, cool. Because then you wouldn't have to necessarily give up the phone. That's interesting. Oh yeah. If you want to, you know, even a Kindle book or a mm-hmm. email. Okay. Oh, here's an off topic, and I know, I know, uh, Debbie and I were talking about this the other day. Is the um, the AirPod over the ear Max? Yes, I want oh, them too. I want you? them. I I don't know, man. Five hundred and fifty dollars. Probably fabulous. I'm sure they uh, are. Going Apple, they're worth every penny. Mm-hmm. So I, I was so so the first thing I do is I, I I read on there, you know, and I I think I went to Tom's Guide and then I went to Nine to Five Mac and I read the reviews and the stats and the specs and all that because that's the first thing that hit me is like five hundred fifty bucks for a pair of headphones. Yeah, that's just crazy pants. Mm-hmm. And so I started reading on it and the things that that can do, the spatial audio. They have in each ear you have an eight core processor. <laughs> I think I might each... be too addicted if I got those. I, I, mm. I don't think I'd ever take them off. <laughs> 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 they have it has five external microphones and one internal microphone oh, to each cup so that so you can do number one, you can do pass through sound. And open ear mode. But secondly, when you're doing noise cancellation, it's listening to what's going on outside so it knows to cancel it mm-hmm. to generate to generate the, the the appropriate level of and it's doing that at an eight core speed, something to the tune of I wanna say it said like like nine I I wanna say nine thousand, but that doesn't sound right, right? I wanna say like maybe nine million times per second or something crazy like that. Mm. It's evaluating that that quickly to tell you what to do and then with the spatial so i'm i and i'm i want to see this because i have to experience it but apparently like if you're listening to a source like let's say you have it it's uh linked into your macbook right and if you turn your head it refocuses the audio so that the the audio shift stays to where the mac is right it's very uh, because my airpods pro do it it's very um weird at first because you're like what you know, how can that be? And it really sounds like it's coming from that location. Mm-hmm. And you're like touching stuff and looking around at stuff and, hey, let me move my Mac and see if it changes. Nope. It really changes um, relevant to where your head position is. Yeah. That's part. Yeah. That's- microphones are for doing audio, like podcasting or broadcasting or any of that. I wonder. I wonder. I know Bluetooth sometimes has a way of. Uh, there, there are limitations. Uh, I've always found, even with the microphones. I mean, AirPod microphones sound great, but like if you come, like I went into Reaper, <laughs> and I recorded a little track with my regular microphone, and then it was connecting to my AirPods. So I said, "Hey, I'll record from my AirPods." And yeah, it, it's nice, but it's not. It's not. It's very obviously different from a nice, you know. 44.1 kilohertz or 48 kilohertz uh, audio sampling. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, they say that the payments per month are a hundred and something per month if you have an Apple Card. A mm. hundred something per month for the for the headphones. Mm-hmm. If you so, they're only, so they're going to let you pay for like five months or six months mm-hmm. or. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, the reviews, I mean, I could tell, at least the one I read, it was from a CNET uh, reviewer, and I could tell they were like, I'm going to see, you know, 549 is not going to be worth it. Uh, you know, I'm ready to be skeptical, but they were totally impressed. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what, uh, that's what like Tom's guide was too. Tom's mm-hmm. guide was like, yeah, I'm just, I don't know if I want to spend that kind of money. And then they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apple's not stupid. <laughs> Yeah, see, they know what they're on. doing. Let me get let me get to a Mac store soon, to an Apple store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can imagine there's like a line to, to test those things out. I know that would be it'd be really cool to try them out for sure. Let people try them out and keep it sanitary. <laughs> mm, I know, you're... right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and I'm I'm curious about you know if they have like a a microphone and that that was the other thing I was thinking about a microphone. Um, if it's built into the cup or if it's, you know, how, how, if it's an extension, like, you know, the headset mic that I'm on right now has a little, you know, the, the little arm that comes out mm-hmm. if it has that or not. But the really cool thing is, I guess another, another thing that they really put into thought with designing it was the way it fits to your head and how the load is distributed across your head using the band. Uh-huh. Like, like it makes it feel like you don't have anything on there. There's very little pressure, but it seals complete. Wow. That is nice. Ah. Yeah, so, Mary has her right. hand raised. And I think, let's see here. Yep, that's going to be our last question of the evening. So, Mary, what do you got? Oh, well, it's, it's, it's just me again, but um, I'm, I bought, I guess I would have to see these things because I even bought the AirPods Pro, but um, they fall out, they hurt, they give me a headache, uh, they don't fit. None of I, I I even had to you know none of the three things fit, mm-hmm. and that it's not the ear pod. I mean, it's not the little ear cup itself that doesn't fit. It's that area you know where the mechanism is. You could the post thing that makes it not fit. And I wish I hadn't bought them. And um, you know, I'm afraid of something like that happening with these five six hundred dollar ones too. Well, I sold yeah. mine. I had an mm-hmm. infection from them, but I mean. Some people do great with them, but you could sell them easily. Oh, yeah. be what I'm going to have to do. Oh, I yeah. You, you put that up, they'll, they'll sell for what you paid for. <laughs> and I think the oh, difference wow. with, with the real expensive ones, too, is that they, they're over the ear. They're not actually going into your ear canal. So that would at least help me feel a little better. But, yeah, that's a lot of money to spend to find out if you're going to get bothered by it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I thought I thought that they worked better than they did, and then I just never got back to the store with them. So it's kind of my own fault. I should have just taken them back. um, Yeah, yeah, they're pretty sellable, I think. Oh yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. All right, everybody, we're gonna wrap it up for this week and for the end of the year. Um, So uh, we'll be back in January with a new show. Uh, that first that first Wednesday in January, and um, and we'll be back with some really cool content. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, from from us here at Magic Mac to all of you out there listening and in the room, uh, we wish you a, a very happy holiday, Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Um, 
uh, and and uh, have a MacTastic holiday. <laughs> Ooh, all right. <laughs> Ooh, he throws it in there. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for being part of the team with me since we started this in, in August. I very much appreciate working with you, and I love it every time I get a chance to. Me too. All right. So, and Katie, I know you're. you're I know you're going to listen to this on podcast, so we miss you. Um, I'm jealous of Braille because they got you, and we didn't. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, I'll, I'll get you back. Uh, back here not i'll get you back for missing out (laughs) (laughs) it's not a vengeful kind of thing so all right again thank you all for tuning in um there was you know there's other things going on that day and and you came to us and we very much appreciate that so uh again we will talk to you uh next year all right thank you debbie for hosting and and jason for streaming and uh, i'm gonna wrap it up